Welcome to the Shelton home of Chuck and Linda Bear, a truly inspiring couple who have devoted their lives to an ever-growing family of adopted children. Kara Bradley paused for a moment while the camera panned to the right and focused on the rambling house behind her. She turned and followed the unblinking stare of the lens, smiling as half a dozen kids, including two on crutches, spilled out of the doorway right on cue. Even though they had made the same entrance several times, they seemed unrehearsed and happy. Kara's smile of response came almost reflexively, since she had been in front of the camera since birth. But she felt it stretch from a rehearsed expression to a wide grin as the kids came bounding toward her. She was so accustomed to the film-ready smile that she sometimes forgot it wasn't her real and spontaneous one until moments like these snuck up on her. Cut. Got it. George Zimmer made some adjustments to his camera while he spoke without looking at her. Kara was used to his single-minded focus while on location. He'd talked to her and her producer, Cheryl McCutcheon, but his whole world narrowed to the size of the small glass lens. He rarely seemed to see beyond it until they were back in the van. She had picked these two for her team because they were so dedicated to the work they did. Let's get some more footage of you listening to the music. Okay, Kara said. She linked arms with the oldest bear child, a 16-year-old girl named Alyssa. She was blind in one eye and had been adopted from Mexico only a few years earlier. She seemed much older than her age, with a serious but quick mind. Kara walked toward the house with her, mentally reviewing the names and native countries of the other bears. There were 11 in total, from Alyssa down to baby Ang Lee, and Kara didn't want to accidentally mix up names when she spoke to them. Do we need to play again? Alyssa asked. She and her two brothers had played some jazz pieces for Kara during her last visit, a little over a week ago. Kara had expected them to be good. After the glowing recommendation from their school music teacher that the kids be featured on Kara's show, but she had been unprepared for the level of talent she had witnessed. They had not only displayed proficiency, but musicality as well, playing formal compositions and improvising with equal ease. No, she said as they walked into the dim interior of the house. George and Cheryl pushed past her and started setting up lights in the faded living room. Your performance was perfect the first time. Some of our film was damaged, so we need to get some more shots of me, and George will edit them in later. I remember the music and can pretend I'm listening. Maybe the trio's performance hadn't been perfect, but it had been moving and free of self-consciousness or worry over making mistakes. Kara would have enjoyed listening again, but having two different recordings would make editing more difficult. She stood next to a large curio cabinet, filled with dusty plaques and trophies. The frozen players on top of each one attested to the variety of sports represented, and let Cheryl fuss with her hair and makeup. The bear clan settled onto the mismatched green sofas and love seats, as if they were about to watch a show. Kara winked at one of the smallest children, and the little boy grinned at her, revealing a gap where his baby teeth had been. 
Carol was used to the disproportionately long time of checking lighting and sound, and her appearance before filming a few seconds of footage. But to the kids, the elaborate preparation must have made the filming seem as exciting and involved as a major motion picture. She wanted to assure them that she didn't like all the prep work and attention paid to how she looked, that it was only a necessary evil as she worked to share stories of love and hope in and around Washington's Puget Sound region with her show's small audience. But she kept quiet and let Cheryl and George buzz around her as if they were about to shoot an Oscar-worthy pick.